The content of the Tandem Radio Program and website is intended for general information purposes only. It's not designed to provide listeners with specific and personal financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or other advice. The views expressed by show hosts, their guests, and callers are their own and should not be construed in any way as opinions of Tandem Radio or the Bridge FM Network. We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you take me into glory, says Psalm 7324. Good morning, and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian, here with the good news on business to share with you God's will and word uh, about your business and about your life in general. But most importantly today, our focus is on business, and that's why we call our show the good news on business. For those of you who are listening for the first time, each week we come to you with a goal to uh, reach out and help you to walk in intelligence integrity in your business life as well as your personal life. And um, we uh, do our best to point you to scriptures that uh, would uh, help you to understand that all the advice you need for business as well as your general life is right there in God's holy word. He wants to be part of your life in every aspect and uh, especially in your business life. And so many of us forget that. And uh, uh, it's important to be brought back to center. And that's the Bible. And uh, our topic today is health is wealth. And I can think of no better person to talk to us about that than Dr. James Prudian, who's the owner of the Natural Healthcare Center, and uh, he'll tell you more about himself in a second when I introduce him, but it's always exciting to have Dr. Prudian on because he's always filled with information I love to hear about. I could just listen to him talk for hours, but uh, we only have one hour today, so we'll squeeze in what we can and we'll get him back in the future. But again, today's title of the show is Health is Wealth, and if you're in business or not, this is a very important topic that you want to listen in close to. As we do each week, uh, we start off with scriptures that God put on my heart during the week. Some of them, it looks very clearly what it's all about, that it ties right into our title. And sometimes I read them and I say, Lord, how does this, what does this have to do with the show? But it's a Holy Spirit-led show, and he always brings it back together by the end, and it makes sense by then. So we'll start off with the three scriptures he put on my heart this week. First off, Proverbs 7, 7 to 8, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. 2 Kings 25, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears, I will heal you. 
3 John 2, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. And speaking about wellness and going well, I'd love to introduce um, uh, my good friend, Dr. James Prudian, who's not only a chiropractor, but also the um, owner and uh, founder of Natural Health Center. And he's got so many things going on. James, thanks for taking the time out this morning and joining us. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for having me back. Uh, No problem. And uh, uh, Dr. James is a regular guest because he just Every time we get to the end of the show, I say, there's so much more we need to talk about. we got to get you back. So I think this is your third visit. So maybe we're on a schedule like every five or six months or something. Yeah, it seems to be that <laughs> But uh, it's powerful stuff, so I'm glad you're here. Why don't you just refresh our audience, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Sure. Um, where I'm at my career, I'm 17 years into my career now. And uh, the Lord has just uh, uh, delivered so much. Mm. Um, just to kind of semi- uh, summarize it, uh, prudianhealthcare.com. That's my portal page to what I do. Uh, Natural Healthcare Center is in West End, uh, Long Branch. It's an 8,000 square foot, uh, three-story building that does about seven or eight uh, different services. We have a staff of about 17. We've gone from three to 17 in the last uh, seven years. Um, One of my companies is Wellness at Work. Wellness at Work is on a uh, statewide and in 2012, a uh, national campaign. I'll be uh, becoming a national speaker into next year. Mm. And what Wellness at Work is, um, it is an on-site health education company. Okay. So we use health literacy as the key to longevity as our tagline. And I am all over the state. I'll be at the NJEA this uh, Friday speaking to the teachers. And um, that program is centered around health literacy. What is God's plan by design? How do we learn about physical, nutritional, psychological Uh, ways to improve how to feel better, function better, and live as many quality disease-free years as possible. Obviously, it's all under God's design, Mm. but I do everything within my power to better educate the audiences as to what man has done (laughs) uh, (laughs) to this unbelievable design that the Lord gave us. Um, I finally a company called Put Back What You Lack, which is an online uh, store. And I'll be launching drprudian.com by the end of the year, which is going to be a video blog. Mm. Uh, This uh, trying to get out information again on the health literacy side. And, um, so and, that's what we've been doing. And I think that's there's a lot there, but I think it's so powerful. And I think the common theme with you, Doc, is getting people educated, getting yes. people to understand. And, uh, yeah, it's a big part of our lives. Uh, we don't realize what we put in our mouths and what we do out there. I know as a business owner especially, you know, you get so caught up in time and, and you're focused on your business. And, and the last thing, all of a sudden, oh, it's lunch. Uh, get right. me something real quick, you know, or right. whatever. In the morning, you're running in, and it's like, uh, I, I know from firsthand experience, I don't think I shared this with you, but. A couple of years ago, I was in that just uh, work, 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 work mode, and I actually fell into the trap of stopping at fast food places and all that stuff. And within six months, I couldn't believe it because I, I literally remember like a switch flicking where I stopped worrying about my diet and all I was focused on was my business. And I would, I'd, I, I didn't have time for lunch. Oh, I'll stop and I'll pick up some finger food here, or I didn't yeah. have time for breakfast. Oh, I'll run in and I'll grab a sandwich real quick. Something was easy to eat, it's very easy to do. Yeah, and 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 in a few months, my blood pressure went through the roof. I felt like a truck hit me every day. Day. I went to my best friend who was a GP and he goes, your blood pressure through the roof. You're always textbook. What are you doing? And the amazing thing was, it was all diet. 
And and I changed the diet, and in like 45 days, 30, 45 days, I was back to normal. My blood pressure was textbook again, and I just cognizantly realized, what am I doing with myself? Now, I went nowhere near the level that you teach, but it was unbelievable. I couldn't imagine the yeah, difference. Yeah, I think teaching is just that. Teaching using the literal physiological properties and biochemical properties, it's not magic. I mean, mm. this is science, and mm. we are made up of, if you look at God's design, we are made up of five things, bone, water, air, muscle, and fat. Mm. Now, we need five things, protein, carbohydrates, fats, vitamins, minerals, and water, to nourish those five things. Mm. And when you break it down and spend as many years in school as we all do, learning the subject matter of human physiology, biochemistry, histology, you realize that there is a mechanism to the way we should be eating, in your case, so that the body does not or that we could prevent behavioral-induced diseases. Mm. Now, I understand there's a genetic factor, but it's the behavioral-induced diseases and problems that we're up against in a tsunami in our not only our culture, but in worldwide. Mm, right. By the year 2012, the World Health Organization estimates that the second leading cause of disability across the world will be depression. Mm. Now, the cost of something like that, along with the type 2 diabetes, the obesity, all of the chronic illnesses, I look at wellness at work, and you brought up the education word. When we look at what Einstein said, one of my favorite people, he said, if you give me an hour to solve a problem, I'm going to spend 50 minutes talking about it and 10 minutes coming up with a solution. Mm. And I find myself that way. I like to talk through before we say, oh, go do this. And I think our culture is very quick to say, oh, go do this, or Mm. go do this, or go do this, and no one learns. Mm. So the process of education is one that we have to step back and say, well, what is what are the principles of physical, nutritional, stress management, psychological, to better equip me to avoid behavioral, environmentally induced diseases? Mm. And I know you've thought through so much of this stuff with so much detail besides the education, and you spend, this is your life, I know, and you're really focused on it, and that's why I love having you on the show. So we don't really, and for those of you who are listening, we don't really plan out this show. We, we see where God's going to take us. And, and one thought came to mind I always wanted to ask you, you know, uh, and um, it may be a weird question, answer it however you like, whatever's best. But, um, you know, we're both from the same ethnic background. We're both Armenian. And I always wondered that when you grow up in a certain ethnic background, like when you come from a foreign country to this country, right, you're used to a certain diet, eating a certain way, eating a certain type of food and all that stuff. Then you get thrust into our society. And and like you said, you made me think of it, this tsunami of food, right? I mean, last night I had sushi. The night before I had Chinese. The night before, you know, I mean, it's like whatever you want, it's out there. You can have barbecue. So now you take this basic diet we grew up on, right? Tell me if my concept is flawed here. Well, you're right and, on. And, and you're plugging along and it's going well. And then all of a sudden you get older and you're exposed to all these different foods and you're eating all these different things. How does that impact your body? I mean, does someone coming from like an Asian country and moving into the United States and acclimating to their food culture really doing a job on their body? It's amazing you brought the subject matter up. In practice, the two sectors or two groups of people that right now I'm seeing more and more is Asian, Chinese, Mm -hmm. and India. These are two Mm -hmm. huge countries, which lots of people are now coming to America. And you see the way they, they eat 
and their ethnic background in their countries. Then you see them here just five years into this country. Mm. They've already, they already have the precursors to type 2 diabetes. They're already on the road wow. or, or obese. Now, these are countries that eat mm. relatively good diets. So first things first, when I meet with them, I'm like, this stop. Please go back to when you were eight <laughs> years old. Right. Or like when we were kids growing up in an Armenian house, right. in an Armenian home, you, we ate similar diets. Right. Ethnic food or ethnicity or where we're from, I think a lot of people need to reground themselves mm. in what grandparents are those those you know those old people you know, those, <laughs> those old weird old people yeah. years and years ago they've really had a lot of this figured out mm. which was how they farmed their own food shopped bought and traded for their own food in local communities and that's what part of clinical nutrition and looking at um, the world environmentally is getting back to community-oriented food programs where there's co-ops, where there's a local farmer who grows his mm. food, he comes to the town square, you show up with your reusable bags, right. and you take what you need for the week. Mm. And a part of our culture and in America is just what you're saying, which is ethnic groups come to America, they migrate to America, immigrant to America. Our grandparents did from right. the genocide of right. Armenian genocide. And from 1924 to now, we, my family has lived in America. Mm -hmm. And I look at the effect of eating the way we did growing up versus eating the American style right, diet, right. which is starch, sugar, fillers, dairy, things that are basically fill us up, but are very nutrient deficient. Well, you know, we're going to talk more about that after the break. I can't believe we're on the break already. But, uh, you know, it's funny because maybe somebody's listening right now and say, hey, what does this all have to do with business? And I think you said this to me first, and I, I've used it over and over again, so I'll give you the credit. But uh, we spend the first half of our life amassing wealth and spend the second half of our life spending our wealth to get our health back, right? Um, and uh, it's it's amazing. I, I know I butchered that. But uh, the, <laughs> <A little> po <laughs> the, point is that, uh, the point is that business guys especially, I see it all the time, are out there. We're killing ourselves. And then when we're 50, all of a sudden we go, oh, what happened, you know? And, and now we take all that that we earned and built and it's shot because we don't have our health. So health is wealth is the theme today on the good news for business. And this is Glenn DeLake and your host on Tandem Radio Live here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, again, just like to welcome not only our regional listeners on the six FM stations that are broadcast through the Bridge FM, but also that uh, the internet listeners at TandemPath.com. If you haven't been to TandemPath.com, you need to go check it out. It's filled with information. You'll have a link there to Dr. Prudian and to his websites. You'll have information on previously archived show. You'll even get to see us because we have a camera in the studio. So uh, we'd love to have you check in and see what we're doing on TandemRadio.com. We'll be back right after this break. Check out these sponsors. They're out there and they'll help you. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry, starting back in the 1950s by sports legends like Branch Rickey, Otto Graham, and John Wooden. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Billy Graham wrote, FCA has grown into the most extensive ministry of its type in the world. For more information, our FCA link at tandemradio.com. 
There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or my website at tandemradio.com. CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let csavsystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. csavsystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, csavsystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Delakian, with the good news on business. And we have Dr. James Prudian in the studio today. And, uh, boy, we have so much to cover. And uh, I know his mind is going a million miles a minute because uh, we come up with ideas as we're flowing. And thank you, Lord, for those ideas because it is all about God, and he puts it all in our hearts and our minds, and uh, it's for us to use. And uh, we're going to start off this segment again with the um, scriptures for today. Proverbs 7, 7, 8, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. 2 Kings 25, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And 3 John 2, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Some translations actually say, dear friend, I pray above all that you may enjoy good health. And good health is so important. And I want to come back to that topic from the last uh, segment we were in, uh, the health is wealth concept. And uh, I'm going to let you, James, say um, uh, the quote again about the first (laughs) half of your life and the second half of your life. And then we're going to talk about something uh, you mentioned me called deconditioning. But let's start with that quote again. Sure. We expend our health to obtain wealth, right. and then we spend our wealth to try to regain our health. That's right. And that's, uh, I don't know where it came from. It's uh, <laughs> something that I, I stumbled upon. What's well, yours ago. now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's so true. We spend the first half of our life doing one thing, and the second half of our life struggling with the other. And unfortunately, we usually do so much damage, you can't regain the health, right? Well, y- yes and no. That's the beautiful part of God's design, which mm. is it's amazing what we can retract from, meaning that we are in a deconditioned state. Let's talk about the word deconditioning. Throughout our lives, the nutritional, the physical, and the psychological will eventually have a toll if we're doing things behaviorally that affect us. So we end up in a deconditioned state. What does that mean? We go to our doctor, our cholesterol is up, our triglycerides are up, maybe our sugar is now 100, 105. We don't feel so well. We're not sleeping like we used to. We get three or four hours, we can't fall back asleep, or we wake up tired. That's Mm -hmm. a key thing. If we wake up fatigued, we're supposed to wake up refreshed and mm. full of energy. So if these are these are 
factors that correlate with the word deconditioning. We're in this process of deconditioning, Glenn. And so, okay, so we did the hematology. We got our blood taken. And we go over, and real simple, cheap things to do. Get a tape measure. A woman, if the waist is greater than 35 inches. A man, if the waist is greater than 40 inches. That's a cheap, inexpensive way to say my waistline is expanding, okay? Mm. Then we go over what I call the mirror tests. And we I make a joke when I lecture, you know, go into the bathroom, get into a full-length mirror, strip down to your underwear, dim the lights if necessary, <laughs> and basically test your physical. Can you bend over and touch your toes with your legs straight? Can you do a full squat, legs parallel to the ground with the heels on the ground? Can you do a lunge without, without falling over? Mm. Can you stand on one foot for 30 seconds staring at yourself in the mirror? Basic human physiological motion patterns. Mm. So this process of deconditioning is very easy for a guy like me or people like me to pick up. Now that's the process that you want to get before the heart attack, before the type 2 diabetes, before you need shoulder surgery or mm. back surgery or knee surgery, right. not because of trauma to those joints, but because of deconditioning. That's the process to catch long before now we put you in a reconditioning formula. Right. What is right for the person? How do we go correct these problems and have a 100% reversal of the original condition? Well, you know, it's funny because it seems like our society is set up to decondition people. I mean, uh, it is because if you think about us as farmers, we woke up, we went and physically used our body, we mm -hmm. ate very lean foods, we shopped organically with our neighbors and friends 100, 200, 300 years ago. And so when you look at their lifestyle compared to ours, we are a sedentary lifestyle. Mm. So I go to corporate America, in and out of corporate America, and I'm measuring. This is what I do, the mirror test. I do it with a digital camera and I measure angles and I teach people do these exercises and stretch these muscles, blah, blah, blah. But one thing, if you think about it, there's a disease out there right now, the recent disease, it's called fatty liver disease. <laughs> Now, I, I think the guys have run out of ways to name diseases. So, okay, now this is a serious thing. This is when the, the cells inside your liver actually start to die and they're replaced by fat. So hmm. sedentary lifestyle from type 2 diabetes, for instance, and obesity, because obesity and being a bit chubby can lead or lead to this thing called fatty liver disease. And this eventually leads to liver cirrhosis, which is basically hmm. cellular death, scar tissue building up where those cells used to be in your liver. Now, right. the first four letters of the word liver are live. You can't live <laughs> without a liver. So that's why liver transplants, and when you look at transplanting, that's why this is so epidemic, because people or our fellow Americans are living a sedentary lifestyle with the nutritional, the physical, and the psychological deconditioning them right. to a point, and that is a point then of no return, because now you're looking at a transplant. Mm. So it's reeling people back in, and I always use the, I know they can't see me, but I'm making <laughs> like I'm reeling in a fish. I always tell my patients, reel you back in. Let's get you back down to a place. Let's recondition you and get you out of this deconditioned state. Hmm. You know, well, let me ask you this, along with that. Do the little things really make a difference? Like, for example, you know, I, I've been walking more. So, like, I walk, um, you know, three to five miles a night, whatever, um, you know, whether I go down to the boardwalk or whatever, uh, you know, try to watch my diet a little bit, those kind of things. Do those little things really matter? I do. I tell, I, when I, I do this, uh, uh, part of my program is dealing with CEOs, HR directors, and more of the higher echelon of mm -hmm. an organization. 
and then I deal with the regular workers of an organization. I don't care who you are. You're a human being. We all need to move. Mm. Motion is life. God told us that, right? Motion is life. We're not designed to sit all day. So if you think about it, we sleep for eight hours. That's not moving. We get in a car. We drive to and from work. We sit at work, and then we sit in front of a TV set. That sounds to me like a lot of sitting and a lot of sedentary. So you getting up and walking, first of all, it's a good thing to do at night after you eat. That's what our grandparents used to do Mm -hmm. back to those farmers (laughs) who didn't watch the world blow up in 60-inch television sets, which I oppose greatly. At night, you want to defuse, bring your energy levels low, get ready for bed. And walking is a wonderful activity. So those small things absolutely make sense. What I teach people in the organizations that I go to, too. Shop and cook your own food. Mm. Don't leave your house without your guns loaded because if you're leaving the house and you're going to get hungry, you're going to fall into the trap that you fell in right. a couple of years ago, which is you run through the drive through mm-hmm. So we all need to. The, the whole question is the secret behind getting our society back to the original plan, God's plan, is that where the secret of making changes is if all of us started to not drink as much soda, if all of us started to eat better foods, to exercise our bodies, and to use the noodle between our ears <laughs> as a calming tool, particularly later in the day, then that would lead to less incidence of behavioral-induced chronic illness. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about uh, making your own food and preparing, uh, obviously it's like uh, a business concept. If you're going to go into business, you're going to go with the right tools. You're going to go out to work. you got to have the right tools at work. you got to have the right tools in the car, whatever you're going to do or take. So it's the same way here. You want to go out and make sure that your food plan is in place. Not only – like food plan is very important, like great point. But let's also think about what do we feed ourselves with in the car. Like Mm. now we all have – smartphones and cars that have Bluetooth and all this stuff. Are we listening to podcasts of our favorite pastors? What are we feeding our brain with? Because that's psychological. That's an important component of our health. Then throughout our day, I know many people have sedentary jobs. I teach them to take micro breaks. Mm. You get up, you do some wall squats, you do something at your desk a few times a day or at lunchtime, you go for the walk. You do something physical throughout your day. Think of yourself as a farmer. So yes, When we look at the small tools of being prepared every day in our walk will lead to a better healthy lifestyle so that we make clearer, better decisions about our businesses and we are better business people because we're not as tired, we're not as lethargic, Mm. and we have more physical energy. What about sleep real quick because we're coming up on another break. Um, You know, obviously sleep's important. I heard someone speaking one time saying that, uh, you know, the best time to get to sleep is is before midnight. And, uh, you know, in order to get a good peaceful sleep, you know, the earlier you go to bed, the better. I mean, is all that really tie in there or the hours is is what matters? It's a bit complicated, too, because many people are struggling with hormonal imbalances, particularly over the age of 30, 35. Um, A stressful lifestyle is going to lead to hormonal imbalances. And please remember, cholesterol is a hormone made by your liver. Mm. So as cholesterol rises, that's just not dietary cholesterol. That's also serum cholesterol. Serum means blood. So our blood chemistry, as that cholesterol goes up, many times is a precursor to stress. Now back to stress or living a stressful lifestyle and running around late in the day, again, watching the TV and doing stressful activities like being on a treadmill at nine o'clock at night just blows my mind. Mm, As we do these things, Our bodies are designed to wind down and sleep peacefully, yes, well before 12 o'clock, getting to bed well before 12 o'clock. And we talk about establishing a consistent sleep-wake cycle. Go to bed around the same time every night, 
wake up around the same time every morning. We're not in college. Right. We don't sleep from <laughs> four to five in the afternoon and stay up until three in the morning. Remember how sick we all were right. back then? Because we need to establish that uh, consistent sleep-wake cycle. And is there amount of time somebody should really be getting sleep in? Yeah, the old adage is eight hours. I think it, if someone is dealing with stress hormones, it's more like nine hours or 10 hours oh, really? because we have to repay our sleep debt. If we have a sleep debt, at some point you gotta pay the piper and you have to get to bed and repay that debt while your body undergoes this reconditioning process. Sleep debt, real quick. Um, when I take a nap, uh, come, when I come home from church on Sunday and I take a nap for two hours, does that pay for me to do that? I mean, is that paying one back of the, the healthiest debt? Things, one of the healthiest things a human being could do is take a little siesta in the afternoon. <laughs> Good to know that. Good to know that. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here with Dr. Prudin. Got so much information to cover. It's amazing. God has built an amazing mechanism and... Uh, we don't do enough to take care of it, for sure. So at least most of us don't, myself included. So Dr. Prudian's here to show us how to do some of that today. And you can get more information on him as you uh, move ahead and go to his websites and uh, look at our website. Tandemradio.com is filled with great information that will help you immensely. Tandemradio.com is just a powerful resource. And we'd love to send you there. And uh, we'd love to get your information there, too. Feel free to send in your questions at info at Tandemradio.com. Once we get those questions, uh, we do our best to answer them, sometimes on the air. Uh, we got some good ones last week, actually, sometimes on the air, and sometimes we'll just email you back directly. But we do pray about them and search them and get you the best answer we can think of. We'll be back right after these words. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. More information at tandemradio.com. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at no. shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialistnj.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action Natural. is a global pioneer Natural. and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, <coughs> coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. We're here this morning with Dr. James Prudian, the owner of Natural Health Care and uh, just a person engrossed in the health system and understanding how to bring our bodies back uh, from what we've done to them in many cases. And it's interesting because uh, God wants us to live healthy, happy lives. Uh, Proverbs 7, 7, 8 today, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. 2 Kings 25, go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. Now, that kind of ties into what we were talking about the last segment about how you can decondition. Uh, Hezekiah, for those of you who may not remember, the king was dying at this point, and he was in bad shape, and uh, uh, it was it. And he went to the Lord, prayed, and and God uh, did a turnaround and told him, we're going to give you 15 more years. So obviously there had to be some deconditioning going on there for sure. But um, we're here talking today about health is wealth. And if you're a business owner or business-related person and you're wondering what what are we talking about diet for on a business show. This is so important. I think one of the keys I want to make clear is that it's not necessarily about living longer, although that's desirable by most people, but it's living healthier. How many people you see sometimes are in their 50s and they're shot already? I mean, who wants to be injecting needles and dealing with drugs and all that stuff when you're 50 years old? I mean, you're just coming out of the gate at 50 and uh, you could have a pretty powerful stride if you take care of yourself, but yet we see so many people suffering in this country. It's amazing. And I think Dr. James, tell me if I'm wrong. I think many of the diseases worse or conditions, let's say, that we're suffering from in the United States are foreign to people in other countries who are not living this crazy lifestyle. Would you say that? Yeah, it's very true. Um, when, you, when you look at 50% of Americans die from heart disease, mm. another one-third of us die from cancer or close to one-third. That's a large group of people. When you look at other cultures, there's places in Africa where you know heart disease is foreign to them mm. because of their the lifestyle there. Now, I'm not saying that uh, the lifestyle they're living right. uh, is, is similar to an industrial lifestyle, but when you go back and you look at the industrialization mm-hmm. of how we live our lifestyle, Yes, there is a 78% of all healthcare visits, Glenn. That means, you know, three out of four doctor's visits in America are due to chronic illness. Hmm. That's not acute illness. Acute illness is I fell off a ladder and I broke my arm. I need to go to a doctor immediately. Right. So chronic illness is heart disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, uh, obesity, high blood pressure, hypertension, osteoporosis, things related to uh, all of the arthritis, all of the autoimmune diseases that are out there. The host of chronic illness over the last 20, 30, 40 years Mm. um, has literally plagued the system, and the system is overloaded. And the cost of it right now is 16% of the GDP. So yeah, sure, when we look at that healthcare costs four times more than national defense (laughs) in our country. We have a system that is being utilized due primarily to chronic illness. Mm. And the chronic illness tsunami encompasses many components, and those many components are foreign to many other places in the world. (laughs) They are self induced. Right. Self-responsibility, <laughs> self-induced. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, diabetes is one of those diseases, right? I mean, it's like type rampant here. Type D. Yeah, and type two. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, incredible. Uh, I mean, even to the extent, if you're not realizing, if you don't have diabetes, it's amazing how many people do. And even to the extent it's become an industry, treating it's become like an industry with all these commercials on TV and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And there's many things like there's a condition called, and 
uh, your viewers could uh, look it up online, uh, called uh, metabolic syndrome. It's also called uh, um, insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the syndrome prior to getting type 2 diabetes. Okay. So you would think, right, you would think that as a country, we want to capture people who have metabolic syndrome because it's 100% reversible. Oh, okay. So you would say, okay, like when they come into my office, I get all excited because I have a metabolic syndrome patient because in my brain, I'm saying, wow, that person's not going to develop type 2 diabetes if they follow these steps. And there are black and white ways to diagnose metabolic syndrome. It's also called insulin resistance or syndrome X. Mm. It has a bunch of names. And when you look at that one condition, which is treatable, preventable, and reversible, the cost of type 2 diabetes would fall radically if, as a country, we identified it, we knew what to do for it, and more and more physicians were out there saying, you have this, let's do this. Well, I think so many people are in their false understanding, obviously, with health, but take type 2 diabetes. So you're saying that it can be derailed. In other words, somebody's on the way to getting type 2 diabetes. It doesn't have to be in most cases. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yes, there's always – there can be a genetic component. So I don't want to be naive to the fact that there is a genetic component to illness, Mm -hmm. to chronic illness. But when you see – we see in practice 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds who are already being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I'll give you a great example of this, Glenn. When we – when I went to school, other healthcare practitioners who are listening right now went to school. We learned that type 2 diabetes was called adult onset diabetes. Mm, right. They renamed it mm. because now children get it. <laughs> so type 2 diabetes, now that children get it, you can't call it adult onset anymore. Right. And to, make, to be very, very clear, this is very different than type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes you're born with, that's a genetic condition, okay. and you're insulin dependent for the rest of your life. Mm, okay. So uh, on this type 2 diabetes, are we creating this in our children with their diets and so forth? Absolutely. And w- that's an absolute. When you mm. look at, and you, everybody could go to the CDC like I do, and CDC is a free resource. You look at from the, 70, the 1970s, we were at a 5% childhood obesity ratio. Mm. In the 80s, it doubled to 10%. In the 90s, it doubled to uh, not double, went up another 10%. We're up to 33% wow. of our children are clinically obese. Now, so one third of our children. One third. Now, one third of adults. Now, it, and, and children. If we look at this, Glenn, the statistic is if we have an obese child, they have an 80 to 90% chance of remaining obese as an adult. Mm. Now, I, I don't want to be cruel, but I've made an observation, you know, I, and I could be way off on this, but. Do the parents have the huge impact and control over the BC of their kids? Well, I mean, let's, go, they... let's go back to the parent. The first half of our conversation, we were talking about us, mm-hmm. the us of our lifestyles. Those business owners out there, the human beings out there, the 30, 40, 50-year-olds who are raising children, the ones running around with their uh, smartphones and running, running, running. How, what are they doing psychologically, nutritionally, mm. and physically for their children? Right. Go outside and play are my favorite words in the human language. Literally, go outside and play. It's the best thing you can do for your child. Organized sports have their place, but it's not like a child going outside, climbing a tree, jumping on a bicycle, then grabbing a football. Children play. Their attention span is typically limited so that it's multidimensional. They'll grab a ball, then they'll grab a bat, then they'll jump on a swing. That's the way children were designed to play. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the design of a child, absolutely parents have a direct impact on what their children are doing and what we're feeding our children. My house is a monarchy. Let me make no mistake. (laughs) 
democracy. It's not a democracy. <laughs> or it'll become a democracy when they move. My, you eat the way we eat. This right, is it. This right. is this is the rules of the home. And parents, uh, you know, we all need to do a really better job of understanding why pediatric obesity is now an epidemic in the United States. So next time I see an obese child, I can go up to the parents and shake them and say, what are you doing to this now, kid? Yes, no. <laughs> well, we, we have to play doctor first, and we have to make sure that the child doesn't have a thyroid disorder or right. a disorder that can cause childhood mm-hmm. obesity, which is just being a good doctor. Right. But outside of that, then you look at behavior, and you have to look at the parents, and you have to look at the induction mm-hmm. of where the obesity is coming so from. So that's more the exception, though, than the rule. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely the exception, yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'm not trying to get parents off the hook. You know, that's my point. That's my point, too. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a responsibility. Right. So, so what about, you know, as Americans, a lot of times, and this is probably a huge topic, but we only have like two minutes to cover it. As Americans, we tend to lean on technology like crazy, right? I mean, take our military, for example. You know, we've scaled down our military because we have this high-tech military now. And, of course, it's effective and it works. How is technology, new changes, new things we found out in, in general about health, how is that impacting our health system these days? Not in two minutes, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's start here. The, the advancements in technology are just absolutely amazing. The medical systems, advancements in technology, um, it, it, it's incredible, and every one of us should uh, thank God for them. Mm-hmm. For instance, we are the leader. When it comes to 911, the emergency-based care in America, there's no better place to live. It is absolutely amazing, the life-saving technology that our hospitals have. Mm. It, it Sometimes it's really, really, it's almost like st- uh, Star Trek <laughs> in terms of the things that our medical providers can do somebody medevac helicoptering people you know i had a patient come in the other day he had a heart attack dropped he was clinically dead on the sidewalk they saved his life because jersey shore medical center was able to save his life within you know a very short period of time and we all have stories like that Mm -hmm. and i think from an emergency-based perspective it's great the other perspective is that we all should be using our internal medicine doctors our family practitioners yearly a full medical exam a physical with comprehensive blood panels because that technology Mm -hmm. even so some of it is a physical exam we all should be using yearly because to catch things early there is a higher incidence rate of treatment and survival Mm -hmm. so whether it be cancer or type 2 diabetes like we're talking about or looking at our uh, history like uh, of cardiology Mm -hmm. whether or not we have a precursor to having a heart attack all of these things need to be looked at by our GPs, family medicine doctors, and our OBGYN for women to catch disease processes in their early state. And then if we come back from the break, I'll be happy then we could maybe go into what treatment protocols, where does it vary between diagnosing a problem and then the treatment considerations? Because mm, that's true. I mean, so many people uh, start to wonder, uh, where do we go from here? And that, that's a good topic. Uh, hopefully we'll come out of the break with. You listen to Tandem Radio Live, and we're here with Dr. James Prudy, and it has just such a wealth of knowledge about health. And, and again, health is wealth. And uh, you ask anyone, who's ill, I don't care how much money they have or uh, or anything along those lines, when they're not healthy, life really is a struggle. And so uh, if you're somebody out there that's struggling with your health, uh, you may want to contact Dr. Prudian and find out how you can get back on track. No matter where you are, he'll take an email from you and we'll take emails from you at info at tandemradio.com. We'd love to hear your questions. If you have a question about health specifically, we'll pass it along to Dr. Prudian. I'm sure he'll uh, respond. And um, uh, we're here to help you. The good news on business here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got a lot more for you right after the break, so you stay tuned. It's going to be a powerful segment next.
SAV Systems can help you look and sound better. Is the word being heard clearly in your church? Do your sound and video presentations make your business look good? Is technology a struggle? You can let CSAVSystems.com provide the right technology to meet your needs as well as your budget. They've been designing professional sound and video systems for schools, churches, conference rooms, auditoriums, retail malls, hospitals, and more for over 25 years. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, csavsystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. More on You Can Be Found at tandemradio.com. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and no servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin. On the good news on business here with Dr. James Prudian of Natural Health Care. And um, he's got so much information we're going to try to pack into this last segment. But again, I know we'll have him back on in the future. And again, if you have any questions out of today's show, info at tandemradio.com. That's I-N-F-O at tandemradio.com. We'll get to your questions and get back to you with that, whether it's a question about business or a question about health. And uh, sometimes they tie in together. Now, we're going to try to pack in some stuff here, so uh, let's get to the, right to it. <laughs> Diagnosis versus treatment. We're going to talk about options there. And I also want to talk about wellness care at work because that ties right into to business. So let's start. We've talked about some diagnosis. It's important to uh, track this stuff down and know about it in advance. That's why, like it says uh, in Proverbs 7, 7, 8, do not be wise in your own eyes. Uh, I think it's so important that we, we check with our doctors. We check with the information. We find out from people like Dr. Prudian uh, about where to go and how to do it. And we have to realize that God wants us, as it says in 3 John 2, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So God's saying right there, it's not enough to get your soul going along well. He wants your whole body physically fit and doing well also. That doesn't mean you have to be a muscle man builder or anything of that nature, but you do need to take care of yourself. And uh, we talked about diagnosis, so let's move into the treatment realm. If that yeah, let's go, now, let's go back to Einstein. <coughs> it was first 50 minutes talking about right. it, maybe the last 10 minutes. And then I think many people don't realize what the word DR stands for in front of a, a person's name. DR means you go to school to first, to be a DR, you have to be able to diagnose. So if you have a diagnosis, we go to our doctors for diagnoses. Mm -hmm. But if we go to an orthopedic, an orthopedic surgeon or an orthopedist for shoulder pain, and we're diagnosed with spinatus tendonitis, that's a muscle in the shoulder, for instance, okay. that 
doctor may have a treatment protocol of cortisone, cortisone shot and rest and ice, or he might write a prescription for physical therapy. Whereas another doctor looking at supraspinatus tendonitis might go right into ultrasound therapy and ice and heat. What I'm saying is, and that's a real simple example, Glenn, we have to look at the doctors we're going to for treatment options. Mm. And our doctors need to render to us, what are my options? For instance, a low back disc, back to the physical model that we were talking Mm. about before. A lower back disc, there's many times in my office, I see seven different people giving seven different opinions (laughs) on it. So health diagnosis is relatively not easy, but many times it's easier for a patient to understand the diagnosis than the treatment options. Mm. Because here's the MRI, it's black and white, or here's the physical exam, it's black and white. So the Treatment options are where I want to equip people into being smarter, to be more informed, but not to be cluttered or fragmented. What is the science behind the condition? What is the literal truth behind a, diag- uh, behind a diagnosis? And what are my options? Mm. And I think that's a very important picture for anyone to take away, depending upon the condition that they're that they, that's in front of them or that they're they're looking at. So literally, we just literally need to take more responsibility over our health care and not just assume. And know that, who your providers right, are. Right, okay. Know who your providers mm-hmm. are. You know, you have, there's a great level of trust between doctor and patient. Who right. are your providers? Who are you listening to? Who are you getting information from? Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do have to change doctors. I, I had a situation, I'll never forget, when we were, uh, when our kids were very young, and I had a doctor who, uh, the, the teacher had mentioned that one of my sons might have ADD, and I went to the doctor, and mm-hmm. my wife uh, told me he might have ADD, and I'll never forget the doctor said, well, I put him on Ritalin, you know, and uh, I said to him, I said, uh, boy, that was pretty quick. You put him on Ritalin? He goes, well, it's not going to hurt him if he doesn't need it, which I was shocked. And this was a, a renowned, a well, very well-known pediatrician. And I'll never forget, I said to him, I said, doc, well, let me ask you a question. Would you put your kids on Ritalin? And he said, well, all three of my kids are on Ritalin. I, when we walked out, I said to my wife, we got to find another doctor. Okay, so you and, went through diagnosis and treatment option. You yeah. disagreed with the treatment option, right. and you went, okay. Then that's, and that's and the, the point process. was that I went to another doctor right. and to get another opinion, and it was an ADD, and he never needed drugs, and the kid's doing great in college today, and he did great in school, and then we're very proud Glenn, of him. I, I tell you, you brought up wellness at work. Wellness at work and that initiative is to do that. It is to cut through the chase, get through the garbage, what physically, nutritionally, or psychologically are we going to engage in and talk about so the audience walks away with a set of solutions mm-hmm. for, their, for their lives so that they could go implement? And I always give my audiences books they could go read because it's like anything else. Are we going to take the ball? As right. parents, for instance, right. mm-hmm. are we going to take the ball? I can't, like, for instance, my parents with pediatric obesity, well, the children with it. Uh, Trim Kids is a book that I recommend. Why? Because Dr. Southern, who wrote that book, did an exceptional job of outlining exactly what this condition is and how to do a 12-week program with a with a child who's uh, obese. Well, let's talk more about wellness at work because sure. I know you go out and speak to uh, uh, large groups of people in, yep. in different size companies and so forth. What can uh, um, uh, a business owner do to help his employees with wellness at work? Well, wellness at work is that kind of an initiative. First of all, the HR directors love us because we're a valuated service <laughs> to their company. Right. Many times I'm doing lunch and learns. So I, in, I have spoken at probably— Do you get to choose the menu? 
<laughs> Many times I walk in and at the time of that, that typically See this? Don't stuff. eat this. Stop eating. Yeah, that's, a, that's an area of contention. But I tell them you get a break for today. But yeah, we go and do lunch and learn to all keynotes. Um, I've, I've keynoted a number of events. I built, for instance, um, a large organization, a uh, well-known uh, international company hired me. I wrote three 90-minute programs mm. for, their, for their employees. One was on physical, one was on nutritional, and the other one was on psychological. So we spend four and a half hours over a period of four months with the um, attendees from that company. Many companies are now finding that if they have a wellness at work program, one Mm. of my programs, they could then circle back to their insurance carrier to get a rebate on their insurance coverage because they're doing something proactively for their employees. There you go. So it has an impact on their bottom line right away. Back to the bottom line because healthcare coverage and the cost of healthcare, the staggering cost of that. I spoke as a keynote at the Garden State Human Resource Association two years in a row. Um, I did breakout sessions, and I spoke to groups of HR directors just on how do we lower healthcare costs? Mm. What do we do internally? Not just send people a newsletter. I mean, that's the extent of some of these wellness programs. We have to be literal in terms of the education and have direct follow-through. And that's what Wellness at Work does. It comes to your facility. I'm a plug-and-play. You just (laughs) plug me in and let me go. Tell me how long I got. And that's uh, we have about 25 separate programs that I deliver. Yeah. Do you see results from those? Are people reaching out to you? The when emails you are wonderful. I, yeah. I you know, I, I have what I call my treasure ch- chest, and it's my rocking chair. When I'm in a rocking chair someday, if I, <laughs> you know, that, at that age, and I'm going to be sitting watching my great-grandkids play on my front lawn, right. I go through the emails, the things that people have said about me as a clinician or me as an educator. They truly mean a lot. It's the compassionate side, and they, they open up their hearts to you within the impact that you've made on their lives of opening doors that they can now walk through. So Wellness at Work has had a, a tremendous impact. The testimonials from HR directors and CEOs alike, um, you know, hang on my walls in mm. my in my company because it's a real testimony to the impact that we've made in people's life. And they were unaware that this was available to them. Right, right. Yeah, so it's cool. It's really cool. So it is effective. So business owners, you know, there is a, several benefits to having somebody like Dr. Prudian come in and do uh, a wellness at work type seminar. I know the employees appreciate it. It's so important. I was listening to a segment of the show of the, uh, on the bridge this morning before I came in, and uh, Chuck Colson was talking about how important it is to, as a Christian business owner, to show your employees how much you care and uh, to let them know that their wellness and health is important to you. And this is a perfect example where Dr. Uh, Prudian's team comes in and does wellness at work. And you can find out more about that at prudianhealthcare.com. That's prudianhealthcare.com. And just so you know, and, and James knows this, I don't give out information on the air lightly. Uh, we look into these things. We know that they're effective. And if we feel it's on our heart that it can benefit our listeners, that's when we give this information out. One of the things we always tell our guests is this is not going to be an infomercial. So this is important, important stuff, and I hope that you'll take the time. So any last thoughts you want to leave uh, our listeners with uh, as far as wellness and health? And, uh, um, you know, we talked about diagnosis. We talked about treatment. Are there some points you want to get out there to make sure they can, or something they can do to start start going in the right direction? Yeah. Um, After your prayer time, Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, today, take five minutes with a piece of paper and just start writing down the things in your own personal health that you're unhappy with mm. and look at them and read them. From that point, don't try to solve them by yourself because many of them are very complex and it could become very confusing because the road to wellness 
and the road to feeling better, functioning better, and living longer is right there. It's just a matter of identifying what God's design, God's infrastructure, and God's plan was for us and how we've gotten a, a little bit away from it. And I wish everybody, you know, a happy Thanksgiving. Eat well that day because <laughs> that is a day it's okay. Right. It's a little bit of a cheat day. And to give thanks to him is always a glory. Amen. Amen. That's so important. And, you know, again, it goes back to that 3 John 2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. And I like how you started off with the prayer. Uh, you said after your prayer. Uh, it's so important to reach out to God. I mean, Hezekiah and two kings, he was on deathbed and uh, went to God, and God decided to give him. 15 more years he sent the prophet to tell him that and god has a plan for you and if you're seeking him uh, one of the things he wants you to do is take care of yourself and take better care of yourself and think about things like this and not that we should be anxious or worry about them per se but we can live healthier happier lives and people like dr prudian are out there james i want to thank you for coming in today i know you have a super busy schedule and i know we're both on the run the <laughs> the show is over so um we're gonna hit the road so i want to thank, thank the team today they did a great job I'd like to welcome ali our new producer she's doing a terrific job and uh, um, also Robert for coming all the way down and coming in and uh, it's always good to have you thanks for our newest staff members today as well and uh, we're here every Saturday 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with the good news on business we'll see you next Saturday right here on these FM stations and on the internet at tandemradio.com don't forget that check it out right after the show tandemradio.com filled with resources that can help your business God bless you and have a wonderful wonderful weekend You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.